What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody is blessed. Hope everybody is living righteous. I hope everybody is killing it right now for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right? We're munching on this gum. So bomb. Just tried it. The only thing I don't like about gum is sometimes I feel like when I drink water, I lose the flavor, right? And then I kind of just don't want to eat it anymore. Mm. Which is kind of a nice little segue. Um, Guys, I am a wreck. And I don't know if you guys know, but I'm, I'm a wreck. And it's okay to admit that you're a wreck, you know? So I don't have my Bible on me. I left it in the car. I've been t- I-, I took it with me, and I've been reading in the car just to get a little bit more reading in, you know? And it's a nice uh, nice way to talk about God in-, in the car with my wife and discuss things or just read, you know? I'm a wreck, guys. I am mentally a wreck. And that's okay. I, uh, I realize that now, you know? And um, sometimes it takes... You growing up and being a man to no longer feel like a wreck. You know what I'm saying? And um, only through God's power and his grace and his mercy, his love, everything that he gives us does it set us free. You know? And man, I I am I'm a wreck. I want to be the best husband in the whole world. And I feel like I cannot get there. But... I know that I can, right? See, in order for us to believe in God, we have to believe in him and have faith in him, right? I read this thing today that said, I think it was in Hebrews, it said for, um, that faith isn't about, faith is having assurance in what you don't see, right? And it's, let me see if I can find it on my Bible. I got to read it because it's good. I like it a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, I've really just been... I don't, how can I say it? I've been struggling with my mental state and I'm getting, I don't want to say confused or lost, but I'm forgetting who I am, right? Okay, found it. So it's Hebrews 11, 1, it's 1 and 2. So it's the first two verses and it goes like this, okay? Give me one sec. Let me make sure this is still recording. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. Okay, so it says this. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see, right? So I'm going through trouble right now. You know what I mean? I feel like everything that I'm doing, I'm not thinking clearly. And I'm, my, my sanity, my, you know, my everything is just getting mixed up and lodged with a bunch of just nonsense you know what i mean like uh i feel like if i can see somebody out of the corner of my eye that it makes me feel like i'm checking them out right but then i start thinking about what i'm seeing right so then i start falling into it and even though it's just it was just a person it turns into something else you know what i mean like then i'm starting to fall into the the trap right because my mind is not being faithful to God, therefore it's not keeping it faithful to my wife. You see what I'm saying? Because if you're looking, you're cheating. It says in the Bible, if you look with a lustful eye, you've already committed adultery in your heart, right? And that's what I'm not trying to do. I am trying to be the best husband possible, and it sucks. When I have to do that, right? Or even just little things like I feel like I'm 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 not paying attention enough where I could be listening to Christian music, right? But if I hear a girl's voice or something that sounds like a girl or like a church or something, right? I think wow, their voice sounds nice. Or something on the radio, right? But not nice, like nice, nice, like ooh, it sounds good, you know, like or it sounds like pretty like in a way not in a good way not in like this is god's beautiful music way it's in a weird way like in a in a lustful way right in a perverse way and i got really really i gotta really get it together because 
there's a lot more at stake than just falling. And that's what we forget. Is yeah, if we mess up, cool. Let it go. But I don't know how to let it go. I keep thinking about it because I'm like, dang, I'm so I'm hard on myself, right? And I put all that pressure on myself because I'm a wretched man. But when we go back to reading what that said, it's it's saying how he's a wretched man, but through Christ he has no condemnation. Therefore, if you have condemnation, you are not in Christ, right? Let's see if we can go back and find that. I don't remember exactly where it was, but I'm going to go ahead and say Romans, maybe. Let's check it out. Right here. So it was Romans. So like I was saying, there's no condemnation once you're in Christ. But it says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual. Sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but cannot carry it out, right? So I have this desire in my heart to be a great man. I have this desire in my heart to be faithful to my wife, be faithful to my children, be faithful to my marriage, be faithful to my God, right? But for some reason, I'm not, and I can't figure it out why. Well, for I do not good, for I do not do good, I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. And then Paul says, so here he writes, So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ. Boom. So what is it, guys? If I'm doing what I do not want to do, and I'm carrying out everything that I don't want to do, but what I want to do I am not doing, it is because I'm allowing that sin to stay. I'm no longer getting up and fighting back, but I'm giving up, right? Dang, I can't do this no more. Dang, I need help. Okay, well, who's your help? Because it can't be nobody other than God. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord, right? Thanks be to him because I have deliverance and freedom because because God sent his son Jesus for us to die on the cross. It says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I'm, so then I myself in mind am a slave to God's law. But in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Right? So it's saying you're going to be a sinner either way. But if you're doing what you don't want to do, you're not allowing Jesus to deliver you. Right? So it's like Jesus did all that for nothing. If we don't have faith and we don't have belief that God sent his son for us to die on the cross, to die on the cross, be raised on the third day, and give you know, the apostles, the disciples... The Holy Spirit, how can we believe in ourselves to overcome the sin within ourselves? You feel me? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Saying, yeah, you're going to be a sinner, but in your mind, be a slave to God's law. You're going to mess up. Because we're not perfect. But that doesn't give you the right to be a sinner in your mind as well. Because so then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law. But in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So it's like, yo, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. But what I'm thinking in my head ain't being a slave to God's law. If I'm like playing with my mind or not letting my mind 
think about godly things or if I'm not even it don't even have to be something sexual it could just be something mean if I'm thinking like man I really just don't want to be around this person right now how are you letting your mind be a slave to God's law now in your sinful nature you're gonna stumble right so you can live a good you can not sin for a couple days a week a month but you're not gonna be perfect you're gonna slip up we got to be kind, we got to be gentle, we got to be loving, we got to be faithful, we got to be hopeful, we got to not curse God, we got to love um, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And it says that if we can't love ourselves, how can we love God? How can we love our neighbors? You see what I'm saying? It's hard to do all those things. But that's why it says, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So yeah, I'm not perfect, and I know I ain't going to be perfect, but it's not about being perfect. It's about being more Christ-like. It's about being the way that God needs us to be mentally so that when we slip up, we're not using that as a back crutch, right? Or we're using that as a crutch. It's saying that, yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah, I mess up. Yeah, I do this. And you know what? I'm not thinking about doing it, but it happened. I'm not thinking about, well, if I mess up, it's because I'm a sinner. I'm not thinking about, well, if I mess up and I do this, I'm a sinner. I'm not thinking about that. What I'm supposed to be thinking about is living righteous, living and being a slave to God's law. So if I do slip up, I know that it's just a slip up and not a crutch. You see what I'm saying? Romans 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. From what from the what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. Boom, right there. There is no condemnation. You should feel nothing. Nothing. If you're thinking and you're being a slave in your mind to God because there should be no condemnation because yeah God knows we're not perfect but that's why he sent Jesus because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death no condemnation will be there if you're not doing if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing the thing that's causing you to fall on purpose you see what I'm saying? It's like I got a it's like I I can make I have to make 10 baskets, right? But I get 15 shots. And I miss 5 of them on purpose. And God's like, "Are you trying your hardest?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm getting the 10." But he's like, "But are you trying your hardest?" Because if you're trying your hardest, it's trying to make every shot. Boom, 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 boom. It's not about being a sinner. It's about trying to be blameless. You feel me? It's not about trying to figure out how I can get away with sin a little bit. But it's trying to figure out how I can be more perfect every day. You see what I'm saying? I got to try to make every shot. Because if I know I can, I know I only have to make 10 to get the, the, the prize, right? I only got to make 10. That's all I'm going to do. But that's not what God has called us to do. He has called us to try our hardest and make all 15 shots if we can. And if you make 12, 13, 14, 15, 9, 10, but you're trying your hardest and you're really, really being a slave in your mind to God, therefore there shall be no condemnation because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. Now here, they're talking about the law of Moses, right? How Moses had these commandments. He said this, this, do this, do this. You know, don't do that. He's, and they're saying, Paul's saying, yeah, we can do those things, but that's not what it's about anymore. It's not about following the law of Moses. It's about following how God gave his son for Christ. It's about the faithfulness that God or that Jesus teached us when he was here on earth. It's about not having condemnation because Jesus died for our sins to give us that forgiveness. 
Jesus died for our sins so that when we do mess up and we're trying our hardest to make all 15 shots, it's okay. But it's not okay when we know we got to just make 10 and we just do bare minimum. You feel me? I know I'm a sinner, so I'm going to sin sometimes and I'm going to keep sin in the back of my mind. Nuh-uh. That's where we get it wrong. You feel me? And it's we. It ain't you. It ain't, you know, somebody else. It's us. It's us. It says we're sinners not because we got that crutch, but we're sinners because we'll never be like Jesus or God. Right? But that's not to say we shouldn't make all 10 or all 15 shots. Excuse me. We have to try to make every single shot that we get. Every chance we get to score, we need to try our hardest. You guys ever see like uh, basketball or football and you see a team that's losing, right? And they're down in the dumps and they're like, yo, we can't battle back. We can't do this. But if there's one guy that's pulling everybody together, he's going to be the leader. Jesus was our leader, pulling us all together to make that comeback. Now it's our choice to either help him, to serve him, to be his partner, to be his friend, to be his servant, or it's our choice to give up. It's our choice to stop winning. It's our choice to feel like we can't fight back anymore. For what the law was powerless to do, it was weakened by the flesh. So the law of Moses was weakened by the flesh because everything that Moses wrote down, all those things were from man, right? Like, I don't really know how it went down exactly. Like, I've read it, but I don't really, like, I didn't really remember it. But I know he wrote down the commandments. And doing all these things, it's like, yeah. That's like me giving you a piece of paper and being like, yo, you got to follow all these chores, dog. But I'm going to watch you do them. And I'm, I'm not doing them. Like, everything on these chores, like, I've already did them. And I'm still doing them today. But now you got to do them. And you're like, man, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to do all these chores, dog. I'll do nine of them instead of ten. Weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. So God sent his son that he put in the Virgin Mary. He put Jesus in her because she was a virgin. Because they knew it wasn't going to be anybody else's son and it had to come from God. He did that. Because he wanted, you see that skin you got? He wanted Jesus to be the representation of what God wanted for us. What God needs us to be for him. And he's showing you, look, I sent my son for you to be a, an example for everybody that sees him, watches him, or looks at him. And the only way for you to realize what I need you to do is by me sending my son for you. God had one child. We're all God's children, right? But that's God's son. His his co that's our co-heir, the Bible says. It says that all of us will inherit the kingdom of God and will be heirs to God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Meaning everything that we inherit is we're gonna inherit with Jesus and with each other if we make it into the kingdom of heaven, right? So he did that. He sent his son. So he see he's sending his son. In the likeness of sinful flesh, knowing that in our flesh, who we are as men and women, we're sinners. But we're choosing to be sinners during this time, right? We're choosing to work around the law by still obeying the law, right? Like the priests and the elders. It said, like, you got to fast, you got to pray, you got to do. Like, it said that in the Bible, there was this guy, right? He was a tax collector. There was a tax collector and a Pharisee. They went up to the altar. He, The Pharisee goes... Thank you, God, for not letting me be a sexually immoral person, not letting me be an adulterer, not letting me do this. He said, I fast twice a week, and thank you for not letting me be like this tax collector right here. And what did the tax collector do? said that he couldn't even walk all the way up to the altar, and he couldn't even lift his head up to the heavens because he was ashamed. And he said, Jesus, or he said, God, I am a sinner. And Jesus the said, the tax collector did more than the Pharisee had ever done because of what was in his heart. God knows our heart. God knows if we're going to try to make every shot. God knows 
if we're really going to give up. God knows if we can keep trying or we're giving up. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering, offering his son for us because of our flesh. So he's giving flesh for flesh, right? And so he condemns sin in the flesh in order that righteousness requirement, in order that the righteousness, the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Meaning if we live through the Holy Spirit, if we gain that Holy Spirit or we strive to have that Holy Spirit and it's with us, we no longer have to follow the laws, but follow the spirit that Jesus left here on earth for us to get, for us to gain, right? It's not about being circumcised anymore. It's about being faithful to it's about being faithful to Jesus's works and being faithful to his father, which is our father, God, right? Jesus Christ was God's son who died on the cross, rose on the third day, and he went through that beating. He went through that malicious attack. He went through all the spitting, the fighting. He went through all that grieving. He went through all that pain because God loved us so much that he put his son through that. It's no different than when God told Abraham, yo, sacrifice your son Isaac. Do it for me. Right? And he was going to do it. And he's seen Abraham's heart and he's like, nah, he's like, let him go. It's okay. Right? The only difference is God really let his son die. God let his son die to prove to the world, not just to one person, but to prove to the world that he loves us so much that he'll put his son through that. It said that when Jesus left, when Jesus' spirit left his body, that it got like, it was like darkness that clouded the, the, the region. It clouded, clouded Jerusalem. And it said like the earth shook. And then they realized that he was the son of God. Crazy. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. He's not condemning us, but he sends sin back to where it's supposed to go. And that is the pits of hell. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. It's not about living in our bodies. It's not, it's not about doing this and doing that and hey and yay and, and yo, let's go do this. No, it's about filling up our spirit with peace. It's about filling up our spirit with love. It's about filling up our spirit with the things that matter. You know how easy it is for somebody to get up? Go rob a store, come back home, and act like nothing ever happened? Like that. There could be somebody out there that could go kill somebody, come home, and eat dinner with their family. But that's because they're living for the flesh, right? If you're living for God, there's conviction. If you're living for God, there's no longer sin, right? Like, there's, like we're sinning, but we're not trying to sin on purpose. If we're living for God and we're trying to follow Jesus, Jesus Christ and what he did for us, then it's not about being perfect, but it's about trying to be perfect every day. And trying to be perfect is trying to make every shot. Trying to be perfect is not doing the bare minimum. Yeah, I pray, I read my Bible, I fast, and I tithe, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like It's not about just doing those things. Because if you do all those things, but you don't have love in your heart, they're useless. In the Bible, it says that you can have faith enough to move a mountain. But if there's no love in your heart, it's useless. It means nothing. And it's true. Because Paul writes, you need to have faith, hope, and love. But the most important is love. Because God loved us so much that Jesus loved us so much that he died for us. That's why Jesus said, forgive them for they not for they do not know what they do when they're spitting on them, beating them, hanging them, doing all those things. Forgive them for they do not know what to do. He in the time of death. He showed us love. You ever been beaten up or you ever got into a fight and be like, I love you, dude. No, never. Or you're beating, you're beating somebody up or you're fighting somebody. Or even you're just arguing with somebody and you're like, I love you. No, because as sinners, we have hate in our heart. We're not thinking about loving that person, but we're thinking about how to hurt them. You see what I'm saying? Jesus was getting beat, hung, and he said, forgive them for they do not know what they do. 
He's like, God, have mercy on these people because they don't know what they're doing. And all he knew he all he knew he had to do was fulfill what God had called him to do. Just like all we know how to do is fulfill what God had called him to do. You know how easy it is to go cheat on your significant other? You know how easy it is to go out in the world and be a sinner? You know how easy it is to pick up a drink? You know how easy it is to smoke some weed? You know how easy it is to go do some cocaine or do or go take acid or take mushrooms or, or watch pornography or just go gang bang? Is it you know how easy it is to slang? You know how easy it is to do a drive-by? You know how easy it is to be a sinner? Why is it hard to be righteous? You ever like you're in school, right? And you're trying to work hard. And and if you didn't, then, you know, you try to work hard at something. It don't have to be school. But there's something that everybody likes that they try to work hard at. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to work hard because you know that there's a gain. And it, and it makes you feel good, right? Why can't we have that feeling in working hard for God? Why do we choose to be slanging tree or going to the club or drinking or trying to sleep with multiple people or trying to do this or trying to do that or trying to be unfaithful? You know what I'm saying? And I'm a part of it. You're not alone. I'm trying not to let my mind be a slave to sin and be a slave to the law. Because the law is good, but the law is not what I'm supposed to live for. I'm supposed to live for not the flesh or the law, but according to the spirit. It's not about the command. It's about following the commandments, but it's also about gaining the Holy Spirit. And the only reason we're supposed to follow those commandments is because those commandments are from God. And it's not trying to figure out how to move, move, move and manipulate the commandments, but it's about following them for what they say. Do not kill, do not murder, do, com do not commit adultery, obey thy mother and thy father, do not steal, do not commit murder. You know, It's about all those things, right? Let's look up what the commandments are. All yeah. the commandments are, they're like rules, right? Like not rules, but they're just, they're things for you to follow that are just should be like easy. You feel me? Right here. You shall not have first commandment. Right you here. Shall you, shall not, you shall have no other gods before me. Commandment one, you shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep me or and keep my commandments right there. The second commandment is saying don't have any other idols. Don't bow down to the trees, to the water. Don't bow down to John Cena. Don't bow down to Drake. Don't bow down to nobody and only worship God. Don't have an idol because God is a jealous God. And it says that he punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. So if you hate God, your third, your fourth generation are all going to be punished. They're all going to go through hardship and pain and suffering because you want to put your idol over God. You want to idolize this person instead of that person. And it's crazy, right? I used to idolize my brother, right? Because of the, the man that he was or the guy that he was, right? Because, you know, he was a G. That's how I seen him. My brother was a G. I want to be just like my brother. And I want to be just like my dad. My dad, he was a G. And it's not about wanting to be the people that we want to look up to. Because we want to look up to some people. But the only person we can look up to is God. Because the only person who will never lead us astray or never do wrong is God. And the people that we think we can look up to, either we don't know them at all. Or we know them, but they're going to let us down. And that's because nobody will ever, ever, always 100% come through for you, except for God. Someone, some way, will make you feel some type of way. And it don't have to be the worst thing or the hardest thing, but it still happens. And the only reason it happens is because God is a jealous God. And he's not going to let anybody else act like they care about you when they don't. 
He's going to expose everybody's true colors to you so that you follow him. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Don't be like, you know, holy this and this. Or, you know, God this and this. Don't, you know, don't be doing anything crazy. Don't use God's name in vain, right? It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, or any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all its all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Right there. It's not, so what, like that goes back to what we're talking about. It's not about following the law. Because every day isn't going to be our Sunday. But it's not about the Sunday. It's about resting on that seventh day. The day that you have off, that's your Sabbath. And that's what I believe. I believe that Sunday doesn't just have to be our Sabbath. Sabbath, our Sunday is when we go to church or we do whatever we do or a kickback day or whatever, you know. Take a day. To rest. God's not going to get mad at you. Because you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just doing too much. Like you're not. He wants you to rest. He don't. He wants you to rest. He needed to rest. And he's God. So he wants us to rest as his children. You know what I mean? The next commandment. Honor your father and your mother. So that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Boom. That one's easy. Next, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not get false te testimony against your neighbor. So those are all next in line. You shall not get false testimony against your neighbor. Be like, that's just saying, don't lie. Don't lie about so-and-so. You know, hey, I heard that blah, blah, blah was with blah, 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 and they were blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, don't gossip or don't like, don't try to make, don't make stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a hater. Like, we don't have to be haters. That's what God set us free for. It's a commandment to not be a hater. It's a commandment to not lie. Next, you, you shall not cover your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife or his male or female servants, his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Okay, this is our last commandment. You shall not cover your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife. Or his male or female servants, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. <sighs> if we're out here looking at people and wondering what blah 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 is doing, or if we're out here thinking like, yo, I wonder how this person's doing, or I wonder how my life would have turned out if I was with this person, that's coveting somebody else. That's coveting your neighbor's female or male. Spouse, that's coveting what they got. Coveting can mean, yo, dang, I want a chain like him and I want I want his chain or, you know, anything that belongs to somebody else is coveting. And that's the last commandment in the Bible. Do not covet your neighbor's house. And it don't have to be your neighbor. It ain't the next door neighbor or the neighbor upstairs or the neighbor downstairs or the neighbor on the third floor. It's anybody. Because everybody's our neighbors. The Bible tells us to treat our neighbors as we treat each other, right? Or treat, treat our neighbors as we treat ourselves, right? It says you're not going to treat, like, you, you're not going to be, um, you're not going to, like, not drink water, not eat food, not do any of that stuff, right? But if you see your neighbor, do those things. Make sure they're good. And it's kind of weird at first, but it's it's more than, like, like, you're not trying to be weird. You're just trying to show hospitality. You feel me? You're not trying to be weird, but you're trying to be righteous. And they may not get it, but that opens up the door for them to get it. You feel me? Like, why is this guy so nice? Or why is this person so nice? Or why do they do stuff? It's because you're righteous. It's because you're trying to do the godly thing. You're trying to make sure your neighbor's good. You're trying to make sure that if there's somebody next to you who looks like they need something to eat, you give them a couple bucks. 
or you go get them a meal. What a wretched man I am. Right? And I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not going to call you guys wretched. Because I don't know. Nobody knows. The biggest sinners that we know are ourselves. The only person that knows who we are is us and God. Because you can act like you're living the best life. But it'll get exposed if you really are. You feel me? I'm a wretched man. But I don't want to be anymore. I'm a sinner. But I want to be a servant. I'm a sinner. But I ain't going to use that as my back, my backbone now. You know, I ain't going to use that as my crutch. I'm going to try to make every shot. And I hope and I pray that every single one of you tries to make every shot. Because I love you guys. I really do. Whether there's one person or a thousand people listening. I love you guys. And just know. I got to keep you guys in my prayer more and more. Because every day is a fight. Like, like we always say. Every day is a fight. And you got to choose whether you're going to try to make every shot. Or you're going to slack off and sit on the bench. By choice. Because God has called us all to be starters. He has called us all to be, you know, righteous. But it's only our decision to accept that. So as many are called, but few answer the call. That's like God saying, yo, I'm calling 10 guys up from JV, but only three of them want to wrestle varsity. Another seven are scared. Or they're not scared, but they just don't want to do it. You feel me? It's easier to go out there and be like everybody else and do everything that you see in movies, TV shows, YouTube videos, ads, on Instagram, on TikTok. It's easier to do all those things. But it's harder to be a man or a woman of God. And I love God. I love Jesus for everything that he did. He's my Lord and Savior. And all I can do, and here's something that's very important too. If you have faith, you have hope, and you have love, then you need to love yourself and love those around you. You need to love God. And you need to have faith in those around you. Have faith in God. And you need to have faith in yourself. And we got to have hope for those around us. Hope that God loves us. Hope that God will get us through every single thing that we go through. And hope that we can do it too. Because without hope, faith, and love, if we carry that for everybody else but we don't feel that ourselves, then it's not going to be real for everybody else. I can love this person and have faith in that person and have hope for this person. But if I'm sitting back and I'm like, man, I I, I don't know if I can get through this or I don't got faith. Or if, man, I, I really just don't love myself or what I used to be or what I did or what I just did right now. Or, man, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can get through this. I don't got faith that I'm going to get through this. And, man, I hope I can do this, but I really don't think I can. Then how can we have those things for everybody else Everybody else around us? It's about having hope, love, and faith. Not only in each other, but in God. Like in God and those around us. But we got to keep it for ourselves. You got to not be conceited. You got to not carry arrogance and ignorance. That was me. That was me. I carried arrogant and arrogance and ignorance. But guess what? All it did was build up more sin for me to knock down. You guys ever heard good habits die hard? It's true. You're sitting there right now and you got two ways to go. And you can go this way or you could go that way. You go this way, you can party, you can have an experience that you don't that an experience that you really think you want but when you get there you don't want it or you could go this way and build a right life that takes time and has hardships within itself but builds character builds love builds faith builds, builds skill and 
You'll be blessed. So you could do what the world wants and have those bad habits, but they're going to die hard. And when you want to get back to God, it's going to be harder to let that stuff go. Bro, I was not a party guy. I wasn't. And I tried. And now sometimes I feel like I missed out. But I forget, like, yo, when I did, like, when I tried, I didn't even like it. I have social anxiety. Like, I'm really hard. I'm a really hard person to be social with. And God helps me with it every day to be more social. But, bro, I have so much social anxiety. And then my mind tries to be like, well, dang, bro, we didn't even party enough. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. But, bro, you have social anxiety. You don't even like doing all that. So why are you thinking about it now? You feel me? You see how, like, the devil tries to play with us? Like, yo, we're missing out on this. But, bro, you don't even like doing that. Or when you tried doing that, you got, like, you felt awkward or socially uncomfortable. Or you just didn't, you felt out of your place. Bro, that's what we forget. If we think we want to go back and lose what we got going for us forward, there's a reason it's behind us. If I stop smoking bud and I'm like, dang, I'm going to go light one up right now. Or man, I wish I could light one up right now. Why? I'm going back instead of forward. It's not about lighting one up. It's not about taking a puff. It's not about sipping. It's not about, you know, anything. But it's about being called what we've been called to do. And that is serve God. I love you. I love you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. I love you guys. And whatever you're going through, it ain't worth it. Don't go back. Think about it. Don't think about it, but think about what you're going to lose. If you go cheat on your wife or you go take another drink knowing that you're not a good drinker, you're going to lose so much more and your bad habits just going to grow and bad habits die hard. It ain't worth sleeping with extra people or it ain't worth being with more than one person at one time. The Bible says do not commit adultery, do not carry lust, do not have orgies, do not do any sexual immorality. Why? Because lust and sexual immorality is the thing that kills us the most. You want to know why all these stories in the Bible tell us about all these guys who are righteous men but mess up because of sexual immorality? That's not to show us that they could get whatever they wanted. Or it's not to show us that they could be with whoever they wanted to be with. It's to show us that even the most righteous person, if they fall for sexual immorality or if they fall for that lust, they fall. King David, he fell. Why? Because he wanted to be sexually immoral. And he had a son, and his son died because he was being sexually immoral. He was with a married woman, went out, sent her husband on the front lines, and he died. So he not only has sexual relations with a married woman, but he killed her husband. Why? Because he got her pregnant and didn't want to get caught up. Do you, do, like, why would the and and they talk about King David being a righteous man? It's not like he that's not something to boast and gloat about. That's something to show you that if you got a problem with it or you're trying to do something with people or if you're trying to be with more than one person, bro, the righteous fall. And how do they recover? God. But why are you going to try to even take that shot? Why are you going to try to build that bad habit to make it worse? I love you. Love yourself. Have respect for yourself. It ain't about your body count. It ain't about who you've talked to or who you've been with. But it's about loving God and loving yourself. And waiting till you get married. 
Because imagine you being with a million people and you fall in love with one person who's never been with anybody. Imagine how you make them feel. You're going to make them feel a little uncomfortable or you're going to make them feel a little regretful or make them feel like maybe they should do that stuff too. And then you might lose that person. Why? Because you wanted to do all that stuff now. It don't matter if you're 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 1,000. Sexual immorality kills. Lust kills. Sex without being married kills. Adultery kills. All those build bad habits. Those bad thoughts that you carry or the thoughts about even having sexual immorality kills we gotta let go and let God and I love you guys love yourselves Father God thank you God for bringing us here today thank you God for being so merciful towards us being so merciful towards each other and towards the world around us Father God we do not deserve what you give us and we do not deserve what we have because of you, my God, but we have them because of you. God, you are glorious in every way, and you set your son to be an example for us to follow. You sent your son to die in the flesh because of our fleshly sin. And Lord, I just ask that you would watch over us and that you would keep us safe, that you would keep us on the straight path, Father God, and every obstacle, every rock, every stump, Everything that gets in our way, Father, I pray that you help us to just jump over it and move out of its way. Because it is not us who want to sin, Father, but the sin that tries to live in us. And no longer do we want to be those sinners, but we want to be servants. No longer do we want to commit adultery, steal, murder, or do unholy things. But do we want to live for you? God, I pray that you would just fill us up with the Holy Spirit and never allow us to run dry and never allow our cup to be empty or never allow our flame to die, but that you keep the flame lit, that you keep our cup full and that we would just strive to be more like you every day. I pray, God, that we would live, breathe, and eat your word. Live, breathe, and eat your acts, Father. That we would no longer try to confide in the world or confide in flesh, but confide in what you have for us. No longer do we have to be people of sin, but we can be people of holiness. No longer do we have to do bare minimum, but we can succeed, Father God. We can make every shot if we try. We can do right by you if we give it our all. Father God, I ask for forgiveness for my sins and for anybody else who's ever sinned and hurt you, Father God. I pray that you would cover the nations, that you would be with us from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Father. That you would cover us in your blood, cover us in your love, Master. I ask, God, that we would just always, always put you above everybody else. That you would be our God, that you would be our idol, that you would be the one that we bow down to, that you would be the one who comes first, Father. Not our families, not our loved ones, and not the ones that we care about, Father God, but that we would keep you first, so everything else falls in line. I pray, Father God, for clarity. I pray, Father God, for peace. I pray, Father God, for happiness and joy. I pray, Father God, for your righteousness. I pray for your salvation. And I pray for all of us, God, to be filled up with your glory and your honor, Father, that you would be proud of every single one of us as your servants to serve you. No longer do we want to be what the world wants us to be, or no longer do we want to follow what Satan tells us to follow. But we want to follow you. I ask that you would just be with us every step of the way. That you would guide us, help us, and allow us, Father God, to have an open ear, to have wisdom, to have understanding, to have perseverance and endurance, Father God. To overcome every tactic of the enemy that tries to bring us down. Every tactic of the enemy that tries to hold us down. Every tactic of the enemy that tries to move and knock us over. No longer do we have to fall, Father but all we have to do is continuously chase after you. All we have to do is be slaves in the mind to God. No longer are we of the flesh, Father, but we are, we are in accordance with the Holy Spirit.
Thank you, Father God, for blessing us. I pray the Holy Spirit would surround us, wrap us up, and fill us up every single day. No longer are we bound to hell, but we are free from our chains and running towards righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and rising on the third day and giving us your love, giving us your examples, and giving us that Holy Spirit. I pray, Father God, I just thank you for sending your Son for us. People who don't even realize that we take our breath because of you. People who are sometimes forgetful about who and what you've done for us. Forgive us, Master. But I ask for forgiveness and I ask God for hope. I ask for faith and for love and for every single one of us to have those things. Everything that we need, every tool that we need, every skill that we need, every characteristic, every walk, every look, every single thing that we need, Lord. I ask that you would give it to us. I just love you, Father God, and I thank you, Master. I pray that you would be with me, that you would watch over me, that you would keep me safe. Keep them safe. Keep everybody who listens. Keep everybody who reads. All of your people around the world, Father God, from the north, the south, the east, the west, from every nation, from every country, from every county, from every city, from every place all over the world. We pray for your people, and we pray that more people would come to you, Father. Pray that you will be with us, watch over us, and keep us safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, y'all. You know how it be. It was a good one. We jumped right into it. And yeah, all glory to God always. You know how it be. Keep me in your prayers, guys, please. Because I'm... I'm an imperfect man, but no longer can I abuse that. I can't use that no more. We can't use that no more. Because we want to be righteous men. Righteous women. We want to be servants of the Lord and not sinners. And we could do that. Every single one of us could do that. I love you guys. You guys are the best. God is the best. And um, you know how it goes. Did some of you say it? Okay. I was just, hey, I don't know if you didn't say it. My bad. I was just trying to see if I could get some of y'all to get, you know, go along with it. But you know how it goes. I ain't tired of you, but I know you tired of me. Peace.